Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's your week been? It's been hectic, but glad it's the weekend. I'm excited for this. So. Me too. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Woo-hoo. <clears throat> uh, I'm Bart. I'm Sam. And we're so glad you guys decided to join us again for this afternoon's episode. Um, if you listened in last week... We did something a little different. We had our date night at the wine shop instead, where we had wine instead of coffee. That one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, We may do some more like that. Um, But we promised you guys a special treat um, for this month. Uh, We teased the fact that we were going to be doing a spooky Spooky season season, um, series. series. Yeah. So we're going to be kicking that off today. So today we're happy spooky season, y'all. Exactly. Today is while we're recording this. It's October the third. This will be coming out the next Friday. On October third, he asked me what day it was. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what that's from? Um, I think it's from Mean Girls, but I've never seen it, so okay. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It is. Okay. Um. So there's that. Uh. But yeah. <laughs> um. We're, we're excited to talk about this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Today we're talking about... We're just really kicking off our spooky series. Um, we're talking about fall, mainly. Really. Yeah, talking about fall, the things that happen during the fall. Um, and then after this one, we'll get into some a little a little spookier. Um, but we kind of touch on a little bit of some of the holidays and things like that. And, uh, you know, stuff that's going on, going on in the season. Um, our coffee today, we're also doing something a little bit different than normal where... Um, we are if, drinking PSLs. Yep, PSLs, Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes. Um, so we thought we'd do something a little, you know, traditional for the spooky season kickoff. So we're doing fall, so we figured we'd go back to basics. And be basic. And be basic um, <laughs> uh, with our pumpkin spice lattes. Um, so yeah, these are, these are really good if you're into it. A lot of people don't really like pumpkin spice. I personally am a fan and I think everything should be pumpkin spice. But like a lot of times there's this either or with pumpkin spice, right? It's like, oh, you either like uh, pumpkin spice or, or you like, um, apple cider. It's like, no, like I like them both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Both of those are great. Yeah. So. Which I don't get that. It's like, oh, hot cider or pumpkin spice lattes or coffee or you know all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's like no like i i like all things fall like i really like hot cider too yeah it's weird so yeah a little bit about the pumpkin spice lattes they're they're super good it's very sweet obviously it's not just a regular coffee um so it's not just a flavored coffee it's it's an actual latte Mm -hmm. um some espresso i'm pretty sure it has pumpkin puree in it I, i actually don't think it does oh I think it's just the spices. So that's where some of the differences come with pumpkin spice things during the season. Is a lot of things are just the pumpkin spice, which is literally only the spices that they use. To make pumpkin pie. Yeah. Which are nutmeg, cinnamon, and... Cloves. Cloves, yeah. Yeah, and some people add some other stuff too, I think. I'm not sure what else. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's typically what the pumpkin spice is. Um, like I said, I'm I'm actually... I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Love love pumpkin spice also, everything. Pumpkin pie is superior to sweet potato pie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're well. in agreement there. Okay, that's good. Like I'm not knocking on sweet potato pie. Yeah, so I mean sweet potato pie is good. Yeah, not gonna knock. But it. if it's if you got sweet potato pie and a pumpkin pie right next to it, 
I'm going pumpkin every time. Oh, absolutely. I only go to the sweet potato when the pumpkin runs out. Absolutely. So. Also, sweet potato pie should have pecans on top, not marshmallows. Mm. Okay. Either way. All right. Well, we're going to ignore our differences and focus on our similarities. I mean, I prefer the pecan. Like okay. a glazed pecan topping. I just don't understand. Mar- I'm not a huge fan of marshmallows. I think that's probably what it is. That is probably it. Yeah. I love marshmallows. I'm not a fan of the marshmallows. Um, but for those of you that are may just be joining us, this is not our typical format. Usually, what we do every episode will uh, we'll try a new coffee at the at the top of the episode. Um, kind of talk about how it tastes, some of the flavor notes, give it a rating. I'm tasting. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, very heavy on the pumpkin spice <laughs> and the uh, the sweetness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this one's definitely a little bit different than normal. Uh, but usually we'll we'll talk about our coffee, and then we'll talk about our random topic. Of course, today we've already introduced our topic being fall and the general fall season Spooky and things season. that happen happen in such. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited. This is one of our favorite seasons. It's probably it probably is my favorite season. Yeah, I love it. Um, big fan of Halloween. So. Yeah, we were, t- and I, I love Thanksgiving too because Thanksgiving, because I, you know, I really like to cook. And Thanksgiving, you can cook, like, you can experiment with like holiday foods mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. You cannot do that at Christmas. Don't do that at Christmas because like Christmas is high stakes. No, I, I feel like Christmas is way. No, 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 no. But you can experiment with Thanksgiving. You can like kind of try some new things, and then if they if they pass, well, you know, if they pass the the approval, you can try. You can do them again at Christmas. <laughs> I've always felt like Thanksgiving dinner was a lot a lot bigger a deal than Christmas. Really? Yeah, we never really did a big Christmas thing. Like we always for Christmas we would always go to my grandmother's house and just have breakfast. Oh yeah, that does sound um, nice. Well, I will say you remember when we were broke and like living in Cookville and stuff like that, we did do a taco Christmas one time. That was fun. Was it a taco Christmas? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then one time, I don't know if we were married or if we were dating or what, but one time um, my parents did a a seafood Christmas. We were married. That was right after your parents moved to Florida. Yeah, that was It was like the first time we went to go visit them, I think. That was really fun. I liked that. The seafood Christmas was good. So I guess we do experiment with Christmas a lot. And Thanksgiving is like you have to have the turkey and like all this stuff. Yeah, that's, so, huh. I prefer to keep things like traditional for Thanksgiving, and then Christmas is like. Whatever. Do you do turkey or ham for Christmas and Thanksgiving? Which one do you do for which? Because um, you say you do breakfast for Christmas at or yeah at your grandmother's house, which I love by the way. Yeah, it's, your grandmother it's makes the good. best eggs. Yeah. Your mom carried on that tradition. They make the best scrambled eggs. It's so good. Um, as far as Thanksgiving. Um, my, honestly, my family, my family never really was big into turkey, so it was always ham. Like, we would have some turkey usually, like somebody would bring like some cut up turkey breasts or whatever, but we didn't really do like the whole big bird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I, I'd never had that until we started doing it after we were married. Mm. You'd um, never had stuffing either. I had stuffing, it just not homemade. Mm. Um. But usually we would just do, like, for Thanksgiving, we would have, like, ham and dressing and then, like, a bunch of other sides. Okay. 
Um, well, we but talk yeah, a little turkey bit. wasn't really a big thing for us. We talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and like the holidays. So like we're going to put a pin in that conversation and we're going to explain the difference between stuffing and dressing and we're going to set the record straight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that for sure. So Absolutely. let's, uh, again, we're talking about fall. So let's go ahead and dive into our, uh, deeper into our topic. I think we've got some information for you all. I'm excited. Um, yeah, just, I am too. So. Yeah, I just got some random facts from the interwebs and um, like... Anyways, I, it, I was, I was educated to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay, so some cultures regard the autumnal equinox as mid-autumn, while others with a longer temperature leg treat the uh, equinox as the start of autumn. So, like that would have been September twentieth, right? That's when yes. that was. I'm pretty sure that that's when it I don't, was. I don't really know. But yeah, like equinox. so, that's like that would have been like the start of fall. Okay, I don't really keep up with that. Um, so, meteorologists and most everyone uses um, the definition based on the Gregorian calendar um, months, which autumn begins September, October, November in the northern hemisphere, and March, April, May in the southern hemisphere. Hmm, okay. So, I didn't think about that, how, like, December is winter. December, January, February is considered winter. I always thought, for some reason, that November was winter, too, when I was younger. I don't know why. Um, before the 16th century, harvest was the term usually used to refer to the season. However, as more people gradually moved from working the land to living in towns, the word harvest lost its reference to the time of year and came to refer only to the actual activity of reaping. That's interesting. I always just assumed it went, it was the other way around, mm -hmm. that it was named like, it was like the harvest season because you were harvesting. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. So mm -hmm. it's, so it's actually... The term harvest to harvest came from it's called the it's, name of the, the season being the harvest mm -hmm. season. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then in autumn or autumn as well as fall began to replace it as a reference to the season. The original or like the origin of where the term quote unquote fall came from is an old Germanic term, um, meaning fall of the leaf. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. I was kind of hoping there might be something that wasn't as obvious. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Um, so pretty much had nailed that one on the head. Yep, 100%. So abscission, or the falling and shedding of various parts, is actually a survival technique that trees had developed to prepare themselves for winter to survive. So like, I didn't realize that, that, was, that it, there was a term for it. Abscission is what it's called whenever the, uh, the trees leaves fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's kind of like molting. Yeah. But for a tree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In Mexico, the Mayans built a giant pyramid, you can help me with this, called Chichen Itza. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Chichen Itza. Um, on the equinoxes, it looks as if a snake made of light slithers down the pyramid steps. Yeah, absolutely. I studied some of this in, in college. That's um, so in my anthropology cool. Minor. Yeah, the, the way that the light travels down the steps of the pyramid, it, the shadows... Make it look to, like to move. Oh, so it's a, it's a lot like a passage tomb where the light, like based on the equinox and where the sun is positioned, the light will like go all the way through the tomb. Yeah, that's really cool. And I believe it's supposed to, um, it's supposed to represent their uh, the god called Quetzalcoatl, um, but he's is like a he's a, descending. Yeah, it's like a, a snake that, and it's like supposed to be slithering down. That's cool. Yeah, the, uh, the pyramid steps. That's cool. 
So I was reading an article about paganism and old mythology around the harvest season, and it said a lot of things, but basically it boiled it down to the fact that fall was a last blast before we all hunker down for winter, which had a really primal mentality behind it, and I am here for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, this is the last chance to, like, get all your stuff done and to, like, have a good time before you have to, like, batten down the hatches. Right. Yeah. Um, so fall tourism, a.k.a. leaf peeping, brings in big money for New England states. So, like, that's what it's called in, in New, New England. Right, leaf yeah. Leaf peeping. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's a, a big thing, apparently, like, in a lot of people in New England, like, they hate the season because of all the people like, that come stuff. in and yeah. start flooding the place. Um, I also, I like to go out to, um... We talked about this a little bit on our last episode. Yeah. Gatlinburg. Yeah, out to Gatlinburg and Cades Cove when the leaves start to change. It's super so pretty, pretty out there. That's, where we, that's when we went last time and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, I still have those pictures and they just look so pretty. Um, children born in the fall are statistically better students and they live longer. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Um, the full moon that occurs during... Um, autumn equinox when the earth's equator is most closely lined up with the sun's center is noticeably brighter and rises earlier than a typical full moon appearing sometime in in september or october this harvest moon can appear almost orange usually when it's closest to the horizon like a big giant pumpkin in the sky um, it's a bright early moon. It, this bright early moonlight has long been helpful to farmers as they harvest summer crops, hence the name. So that's where the term harvest moon comes from. Interesting. Um, the northern lights are stronger in the fall. There are more than 7,500 varieties of apples in the world. Really? Yes. Well, I, I could see a couple of hundred, but 7,500 kinds of apples. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is due to, like, cross-pollination and all that. I'm sure probably most of it. Um, Pumpkins grow on nearly every continent. Yeah, I have heard that pumpkins are very easy to grow, and I think they grow very quickly. Um, So, yeah, that would make sense. They probably can grow pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're squash. Squashes are hardy, you know? Yeah. Um, Pumpkin pie. They're gourds. They're not squash. Oh, well. What's the difference? Uh, well, squash is also a gourd, I think. Oh, Maybe. okay. We'll have to look that up. Pumpkin pie is more than just a pleasant reminder of autumn. It's also an aphrodisiac. Interesting. In a landmark 1995 study, researchers at the Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Foundation set out to discover which scents aroused men the most. And they found that the smell of pumpkin pie mixed with lavender... That sounds absolutely atrocious, actually. Yeah, that does not smell... That doesn't sound like it would smell very good at all. <laughs> Ooh. Pumpkin pie mixed with lavender was the most powerful turn-on, increasing blood flow by an average of 40%. Really? Pumpkin pie mixed with lavender? That's very strange. Oh, so, that sounds I wonder, so atrocious. pumpkin, specifically pumpkin pie, and then... A little bit of lavender. lavender. So I wonder what exactly it is, if it's the pumpkin or if it's something in the spices. I don't know. But that actually sounds horrific. Whenever yeah, I it doesn't to... sound like it would be good, but I kind of want to try it and see. <laughs> I mean, surely it's got to smell good. I don't know. But those two mixed together just, that sounds real rough. It sounds terrible. <laughs> 
We can test it out and see. It just um, reminds me, like, of... I remember this one time I was going through a mall, and there was a Bath and Body Works and a food court that yep. were, like, just so far apart. The Gadsden Mall is like that. Well, theirs are a little farther apart, though, I think. But there was this one, and there was, like, the, there was like this... this like Alley. <laughs> no man's land of like this one small strip where the the odors crossed oh, and it God. is the most terrible <laughs> smell so you have mall food court smell and bath and body work smell just mingling together yeah and that's kind of what that makes me think of <laughs> oh that sounds um, and it awful. was terrible that sounds really bad um so it says you know, this is another thing. Um, pumpkin spice lattes aren't your thing. That's fine. Then perhaps apple cider. If that's the case, you should head to New Hampshire where the cozy drink is the official state beverage. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, I mean, they do like apple picking and all that stuff up north. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a big thing. apple orchards up there. Um, I do love apple cider. Okay. So Americans love our candy. On Halloween, we spend an estimated nine billion with a b on it in fact according to vox if you took all the candy that is sold during halloween week and turn it into a giant ball it would be as large as six titanics and weigh three hundred thousand tons dang just that was sold during that week so that's yeah. not even counting people that like buy early, buy early or buy like throughout the whole season yeah that is insane. That's terrifying. Our children are not eating that much candy. Uh, no. no. I mean, well, no. No one eats that much candy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, our kids going trick-or-treating. We're going to do that horrible parent thing where we make them select a couple and throw the rest of it out. Select a small, mm. small little bit. What? You don't seem, you don't uh, seem down for I don't that. Know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move to animals in the fall. Animals um, change during the fall in preparation for winter. For example, bears do something called denning. I did not realize this. This is fascinating. So denning differs from hibernation in that it's only a light form of dormancy. And animals that den can wake up during the winter. When denning, a bear's body temperature will not drop as low as true hibernators, but it will lose significantly more body weight. This means bears have to put on a lot, um, like much extra um, fat during the fall in order to survive the winter because it's a lighter form of dormancy bears can wake up in the winter obviously like i said however it can decrease their chances of survival female black bears will give birth and suckle their young while denning true hibernators include animals like chipmunks mice reptiles and amphibians so bears don't really hibernate huh they den that's I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I wonder if it's just during fall. Like in fall they do this and then they do like another round and actually hibernate for the winter. Maybe. I don't know. But I thought I that was... look into that. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. So those animals like chipmunks, mice, reptiles, and amphibians, they experience a large drop in body temperature and are asleep for the whole winter. They also need to build up a layer of fat in order to survive. I mean, I would assume by this, because this all came from the same place, mm -hmm. I would assume that means that like, it's no talking hibernate. about the, whole, the yeah. whole time. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, this I found really interesting. So animals such as gray foxes change their diets to what food is available for the season. Gray foxes are omnivores eating both plant and animal matter. In the summer and fall, when vegetation, nuts, and berries are plentiful, that's what they feed on. When those food sources are gone in the winter... 
Um, they will switch to eating meat, such as small mammals and birds. Hmm. I didn't realize that. So they don't really eat meat throughout the warmer months. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're quasi-vegetarians. Okay. <laughs> um, also, uh, snowshoe hares are brown throughout the year, and they turn white in winter. Huh. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't, I'm not really familiar with snowshoe hares. Me but. either, but I thought it was really cool that, like, in preparation for, the for like, fall and winter, they just change colors. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So. It's for blending in purposes. Mm-hmm. Survival. Okay. Next one is history. All right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. In the English-speaking world, autumn traditionally began with Lammas Day and ended around Halloween. So let's talk a little bit about Lammas Day. It's weird. Hold, hang on to your butts. Okay. Lammas Day. Lammas Day. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Lammas Day is an, uh, in English translates to Loaf Mass Day. Loaf Mass? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what kind of, like, like meatloaf? Yeah, like a bread loaf. Oh, bread loaf? Yeah. Okay. I say, on loaf. So, big loaf of bread <laughs> yeah. day? So they just have this day where they, I guess, just bring, like, a, a giant loaf of bread and just sit around eating it or something? No. So on Loaf Mass Day, it's customary to bring, a, bring to a Christian church a loaf made from the new crop. Okay. So, like... Mass, as in like mass church, mm-hmm. high church, you know. Um, in many parts of England, tenants were supposed to present freshly harvested wheat to their landlords on or before the first day of August. And in the church where uh, there was a feast of first fruits that celebrated the harvest. Hmm. So like Lammas Day, like fall began in August. Yeah, um, so it's it's basically just a celebration of like the first harvest of yeah. wheat and making bread and all that stuff yeah yeah uh, the celebration feast with with the first harvest mm-hmm. interesting yeah um in greek mythology autumn began when persephone was abducted by hades to be the queen of the underworld in distress per- persephone's mother demeter the goddess of the harvest caused all of the crops on earth to die until her daughter was allowed to return marking spring each autumn, the festival of, let me see, Thesmo, Thes- Thesmosphoria. Thesmosphoria was held to honor the goddess. On the first day of Thesmo- Thesmosphoria, married women, with all the supplies they would need for two nights and three days, ascended a hill where they would build leafy shelters and furnish them with couches made with plants. And then they slept in these um, two-person like leafy huts. On the second day of this festival, women fasted. They also may have whipped each other with, like, bark and stuff like that. Mm. On the third day of the festival, commemorating uh, Demeter's torch-lit search for her daughter Persephone, Persephone, um, there was a nighttime torch-lit ceremony. A feast was held and offerings to the goddess Demeter were made, gifts of seed, corn, cakes, fruit, and pigs. It was hoped that Demeter's gratitude would grant them a good harvest. I also want to note here that the Romans had one that was pretty much exactly the same because Greeks and Romans were the same. Just fight me on it. Like, they were the exact same. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the Romans had one that was exactly the same. Just the names were different because their gods were the same gods, just different names. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I didn't realize that the Greeks had such a harvest mindset. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, I don't know why I never did either. I just never really. I never. I, I never really this. connected Greek or Greece at all with like fall and winter. It's just always like. Or with farming. Yeah. Like I just. It's just always like summertime over there in my mind. Yeah. And like yeah. the only thing they really grow are olive trees or grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't ever picture and then them. They just eat seafood and pizza. Yeah. So I don't. Yes. Same thing. I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, they have they have a fall. Okay. <laughs> they harvest. Them. I don't believe it. Yeah. I have to see it to believe it. Yeah. I'm still pretty convinced it's just always summertime over there. Yeah, absolutely. Spring and summer. Um, they have summer and then not so hot summer. Yes, which would be spring. Yeah, but still pretty much summer. Yeah, summer. Summer with a breeze every now and then. Um, the ancient Chinese celebrated their harvest festival known as Cheng Chui. Cheng Chui. Yes. With the full moon that fell on the 15th day of the 8th month. This day was considered to be the birthday of the moon and special moon cakes, round and yellow like the moon, would be baked. Each cake was stamped with the picture of a rabbit, since it was a rabbit and not a man, which the Chinese perceived to be on the face of the moon. Families would gather together to partake of a Thanksgiving meal, feasting on roasted pig, harvested fruits, and the moon cakes. It was believed that during the three-day festival of Cheng Chui, flowers would fall from the moon, and those who saw them would be rewarded with good fortune. Huh, I thought that that's so beautiful. Yeah. A couple of things. Rabbit on the moon doesn't really flow as well as man, man on, on the, the moon. moon. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I kind of want to try these moon cakes. That sounds awesome. It reminds me, so it reminds me of, um, what are the uh, hot cakes? Like, it reminds me of like cornbread for some reason because it's like yellow. Oh, hoe cakes? Yeah, hoe cakes. Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It just makes me think of moon pies. Oh, I'm not a huge fan of moon pies. I love moon pies. <laughs> um, so the ancient Egyptians celebrated their harvest festival in honor of men, god of vegetation and fertility. The Festival of Men was held during the springtime, um, which was the Egyptians' harvest season. It featured a parade in which even the pharaoh took part. After the parade, a great feast was held to com- uh, like held complete with music, dancing, and sports. Again, I don't know why. I just never pictured Egyptians. Well, technically, it's not fall. It's in their springtime. I know, but I didn't, I didn't really picture them as agricultural people either. Oh, no, Egyptians I did. So, But I'm not really familiar with, with the god men. Me either, actually, which is... Surprising. I've never heard of them. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because, and it's interesting too, like the god of vegetation and fertility, because I always thought that like their fertility was like Niflis. Well, a lot of, a lot of times like they'll have different ones because like, because like that, like they'll have like two different, two different things, a couple of different things that they're the gods of. And so sometimes they overlap, I guess. That's true. That's true. Okay. So let's get into the holidays that are in fall. So there's Sukkot, Sukkot, I guess. It's from October 2nd to the 9th. I always see this on the calendar, but I have no idea what it is. Well, get ready. I'm a teacher. So it takes place each autumn. The Hebrew Sukkot has been celebrated for over 3,000 years and is known by two names. You'll probably be familiar with this. The Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Ingathering. I've heard of that first one. Yeah. I've read that in the Bible before. (laughs) So Sukkot begins on the 15th day of the Hebrew month of uh, Tishri. Tishri. Tishri, thank you. Five days after Yom Kippur, the most solemn day of the Jewish year. So Sukkot takes its name from Sukkot's 
spelled a little differently. The huts in which Moses and the Israelites lived as they wandered the desert for 40 years before reaching the promised land. So these suckets were made of branches and they were easy to assemble, take apart, and carry. Okay. So yeah, this holiday you know, remembers that. Next one is your favorite holiday. Yeah. Halloween. It is on October 31st. It's a celebration observed in many countries on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows Day. It begins the three-day observance of All Hallowtide, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including the saints and martyrs and the faithfully departed. So that's kind of like the old version of like what, what Halloween was. Right. Yeah. That's where it came from. Right. And we're actually going to do an episode on Halloween. That's where it came or, from, kind of, sort of. Right. We'll get in, We'll get to it. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we'll have a lot more information for our actual Halloween episode. Releasing on Halloween. Well, the yep. day before Halloween. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had, re- I had a lot of fun researching that, by the way. That was, that was loads of fun. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so All Saints Day is a Christian festival celebrated in honor of all of the saints. Known and unknown. Um, it's celebrated on November 1st. So the day after Halloween. So why don't they just do that instead of having like all the different ones too? Because like, there, there are still several other like saints holidays. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, we already have All Saints Day. Like we're already knocking them all out no right idea. now. Like we don't have to worry about these Maybe we ones. can ask mom because she was Catholic. Maybe we can ask her. Yeah. But why, why, why so many? Um, the next one is Dia de Muertos. Um, October, it's celebrated from October 31st to November 2nd. So this was interesting to me. I didn't realize that it was like a few days. I always thought that Dia de Muertos was just one day. Like Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple of days. So it is a Mexican holiday celebrate throughout Mexico, in particular the central and south regions by, and by people of Mexican heritage. Right. The multi-day holiday involves family and friends gathering to pray for and remember friends and family members who have died and helping support their spiritual journey. In Mexican culture, death is viewed as a natural part of the human cycle. Mexicans view it, view it not as a day of sadness, but as a day of celebration because their loved ones awaken and celebrate with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's beautiful. And I, I think everything that you need to know about Dia de Muertos, you can find out <laughs> from the movie Coco. It is pretty accurate. Like, it... I mean, it, it like with like yeah. the with the memories and stuff like that, like how you're supposed to remember people and like honor them. Like yeah. that's that's pretty good. It's not not yeah. Too- so I mean, like that was kind of a joke, but on like it actually is pretty accurate as far as like the beginning and the end part. Like all the the the, the weird crazy yeah. well, stuff and, in the middle. Yeah. Who knows? And the artwork is pretty simple, pretty like spot on too. For yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a great movie, mm-hmm. and the music's awesome. True, true that. So the next holiday that's in fall is Veterans Day. It's on November 11th, and it is a federal holiday in the United States that is spent honoring people who have served in the United States Armed Forces and were discharged under conditions other than dishonorable. So if you got a dishonorable discharge, you don't get celebrated. Um, It coincides with other holidays, including Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated in other countries that mark the anniversary of the end of World War I. And then the next one is Diwali. Diwali is also a few days, but I had trouble finding exactly what 
what days they are. I think it's 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, I think. Okay. Uh, but it starts in November, November 14th. Um, it's the Hindu Festival of Lights, usually lasting five days. There you go. Um, it's one of the most popular festivals of Hinduism. Diwali symbolizes the spiritual victory of light over darkness good over evil, and knowledge over ignorance. The festival is widely associated with Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity. Oh, so cool. I can see how that would be, like, viewing this through, like, my lens, like, fall, harvest, prosperity. Like, I can see, like, how it's like, oh, it makes sense. Although, you know. Anyways, Thanksgiving. Here's where we can we can talk. This is our last holiday and our last point, but we can talk a little bit about what food is what and we can set the record straight okay thanksgiving is a national holiday celebrated on various dates in the united states canada brazil granada saint lucia and liberia hmm. um, and the sub-national entities of Leiden, norfolk island and puerto rico so it's celebrated a lot of places right it began as a day of giving thanks and sacrifice for the blessing of the harvest and a, and of the preceding year Similarly named festival holidays occur in Germany and Japan. Thanksgiving is celebrated on the second Monday of October in Canada and on the fourth Thursday of November in the United States and Brazil. Okay. You know, I just never really realized, like, when they actually... I always knew it was, like, one of the last Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Fourth Thursday of November. Okay. Cool. Which is why, like, it's usually on the 26th or 27th. Like, that's... Around that time. Yeah. yeah. That's about when it's been for as long as I can remember anyways. So, yeah. I don't ever remember it being earlier than that. I mean, it probably has been, but my memory's not that great, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, speaking of Thanksgiving, let's get down to business and yeah. talk about the real issues here. Are you a stuffing person or are you a dressing person? I'm a dressing person. I'm a stuffing person, and I love you anyways. So, would you care to explain to the coffee pods what the difference is? I'm not in... calling them that. Okay. <laughs> okay, would you care to explain what the difference is? Uh, yeah, so basically, stuffing and dressing, they kind of come and from... And why yours is superior. Okay. Uh, stuffing and dressing kind of come from the same, the same concept. Agreed. Um, whereas they'll use the same kind of spices... Mixed with like broth, um, and then some sort of bread medium, yeah. and that is where the main differences lies in that bread medium. Correct. Um, so stuffing usually is going to use actual like like sliced bread, like cubed, croutons. Yeah, cubed um, bread of some kind. Yeah, croutons work really well. Um, a lot of times that's what people will use, and so you just kind of mix it up with like poultry seasoning. Um, Poultry broth, celery, turkey or chicken. Yep. Yeah, celery, stuff like that. Onion. Um, and that's basically it. You like cook it. You can either put it in the bird or not. Um, and that so, is the main distinction. That's why it's stuffing because you can put it in the bird. Yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah, you can. It's not recommended. Yeah, because it increases bacteria. Yeah. Um, now dressing. This is similar, like I said, it's a similar concept. It's a, a lot of the same type of spices and, and other ingredients, such as the celery, you know, onion. celery onions, poultry um, seasoning. Poultry seasoning. Uh, but the main difference there is instead of using cubed bread or croutons, you would use cornbread. And some southern women also add saltines. 
Yeah, I have, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of that too. Um, some people put boiled eggs in there. I don't get that. It weirds me out. Yeah, it's strange to me, and I'm I don't, I don't I'm not a fan. Um, but that's a thing apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then also you also add you can add meat. A lot of people will add like either chicken or mm-hmm. turkey mm-hmm. into the the dressing. Yes. So where making it its so, own dish. So why is that different though from stuffing? Uh, well, you can't stuff it in the bird to cook it. Why not? Because you have to put it, it it's a lot, before it's cooked. Um, it's soup. Dressing, yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> soupy. It's, it's like a liquid and then it, it cooks and, and gets, it kind of turns into like a like a cake kind of. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot more um, messy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can't really. You can't really put that into a bird to cook it. Whereas sure. stuffing, it's made from those the cubed bread, so it kind of mm-hmm. absorbs all the stuff and, and holds together. Yeah. Which is stuffing what, keeps its shape. Dressing yeah. does not, because you crumble up the cornbread. Right. Yeah. So, and typically you'll want to use like old cornbread. So day you, old. you you'll make it. You make cornbread, and yeah, day old cornbread usually is like the best. So you'll just like let it sit out overnight, mm-hmm. um, then crumble it all up, mix it in with all the other stuff, and then bake it. Mm-hmm. Um. So those are the main differences. Why is uh, dressing superior? Dressing is superior because, first of all, cornbread is awesome. Um, I'm not going to deny that. And also because it contains meat. Some people put sausage in their stuffing. What? (laughs) No, sausage does not go in stuffing. Some people put, like, sausage and they put, like, giblets and, like... They might, and they're wrong. For somebody who's not a stuffing man, you have quite an opinion. I like stuffing. stuffing. I do like stuffing. <laughs> I like both of them. I just prefer dressing if I have to pick one. That's true. Um, which is why usually we do both because you prefer stuffing and I prefer dressing. Yeah. But and we I'm both co- eat both. I, I'm committed to converting all of our friends to stuffing people. No, no, because dressing is better. I am. I'm committed to converting. Dressing can them also all. be like its own entree dish it doesn't what? have to be a side dish what it's got meat in it not always pretty much always has meat in it yeah well when i make it i do put meat in it but like there's not a there's not enough meat to bread ratio for it to be its own thing it would be if you just put more meat in it okay are you criticizing my cooking no i'm just saying like, <laughs> it, it can be it can be its own like main course stuffing can be its own main course i no, gotta say it can't it does if you put sausage in it. You'd be wrong again, first of all. <laughs> sausage, what? That is not... No, sausage does not go in stuffing. Oh my gosh. That's so, disgusting. I cannot tell you how many of our friends are like, oh, what's the difference? And I get so incensed. Like, I know that this is a weird thing to have an opinion on, but I am strangely passionate about the difference between stuffing and dressing. Yeah. Because, like, everybody I mean, so, in the South knows that, oh, like, oh, it's not, like, dressing ain't stuffing. Like, everybody knows that, but they don't actually know what stuffing is. They're just like, I oh, think it's for the th- most part, they don't really think about stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even on their radar. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what it boils down to, mostly, um, stuffing, stuffing is cubed bread. And can be stuffed inside the bird. Dressing is cornbread. And cannot. It's yeah. only dressing for the plate. I will say a lot of recipes, though, one of the main differences, they still use, like I like, said, so the same kind of flavors. Um, but whereas um, stuffing uses actual chopped up celery, 
Um, and onions. Don't you give your grandmother res- grandmother's recipe away. That's only for people who have your family cookbook. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's like an uncommon thing. There. It's not though. It's not. Yeah. So like, some recipes will have celery in it, but mm-hmm. some also instead of using actual chopped up celery for dressing, they'll put cream of celery soup. Yeah, and they'll you to make it more to make it more cake like. Yeah, like more and and moist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And creamy. It's super good. Yeah. I'm trying to think too, like, do I need to just, do I need to continue making both or should yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I do really like stuffing. Although I gotta say, I'm not knocking stuffing. Hear me loud and clear. If you think that box stuff is stuffing, we have, we have many things we need to discuss because that's box stuff is not stuffing. Stovetop stuffing. But yeah, that comes in the box is is a very poor substitute for stuffing. Absolutely. For homemade stuffing. But stuffing does give me righteous heartburn. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It gives you righteous heart, and I don't know what it is. I don't know, cause it's the same ingredient. It's the exact same ingredients except for the bread. I think it has more seasoning. Maybe. Oh, it gives, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It gives me righteous heartburn though. That's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. Although that cranberry, I don't know what. I don't know what that is that you serve with yours. Like you guys in... Cranberry like, sauce? Yeah, that. That with the... Not us. Not us. We make our own cranberry sauce. But like... What's that can? The canned cranberry Just sauce. canned cranberry sauce. Why? Why? So people don't have to make it, I guess. Really? Like... Canned cranberry sauce is gross. A lot of people like say they don't like cranberry sauce because they've only had canned cranberry sauce. I and mean, aren't you supposed to eat it with your dressing and that weird egg gravy that you guys make? What is that stuff? It's just like turkey gravy or something. Oh, I okay, okay. Like I said, I don't. I'm, we've never been big into the the whole eggs thing. And, oh yeah, that's true. So I don't. I don't know. Um, but I I think it's basically just a base of turkey gravy. Um, but turkey gravy, cranberry sauce. Too. A lot of people will buy a can of cranberry sauce because they think it's very hard to make. But making your own cranberry sauce is very easy. And it's so. And it's, yes, it is so much better. So good. So highly encourage everyone, mm-hmm. um, look up your own cranberry sauce recipe. It's not that, it's um, really not that difficult. It's, it's not, no, it's, it's, it's very simple. And it's really easy and to it's customize. it's so much better. It's really easy to customize. Like Yeah, our favorite, we've got a uh, bourbon vanilla cranberry mm-hmm. sauce that we usually will make. And it is fantastic. Yes, you can make it more tart if you want. You can make it more sweet if you want. You can make it more boozy if you want. So good. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so, so that's yeah, that's that's what I got for fall. Now I'm just really hungry. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to Friendsgiving. To yeah, Friendsgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all this stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So we're we're getting into the holiday season now, yes. getting ready for. All of the get-togethers, all of the meals. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And that's Can't what I wait. think I like the most about fall, really, is that during the fall, like, it feels like during spring and summer, everyone is so busy doing so many things. Yeah, and, like, especially, like, they're so busy going out to do other things, like mm-hmm. vacations and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the holiday season, like, fall and then the Christmas season, like, people are doing more things where they come together to yes. spend time together. Yeah. I will say that at work, we talked a lot about how, like, this time of year, a lot of people really don't like, especially if they don't have a support system or if they have, like, seasonal affective disorder, which I totally get. 
Yeah. Because, like, it's getting colder. It's getting darker. Like, you can't... Yeah, well, there's totally that, too. That. And then there's also just the um, association with, of, of, like we said, like of the holiday season with families. So, like, a lot of people that have, like, loved ones that have died or something like that. Or they like, don't have great relationships. It's really hard. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's really hard on people... Um, during this season, Absolutely. which is why the suicide rate actually is very much is, is very high during oh, the holiday yeah, season for sure. But I, like it is my favorite time of year because, like all of the really like horrible things that you know go along with it sometimes like with like seasonal affective and like the suicide rate and stuff like that. It's my favorite time of year because there's something really nice about feeling like like preparing, you know, like getting everything ready. Mm-hmm. I don't know like I just <laughs> I'm such a preparer at heart and planner and so having having a season that just really embodies that like you get to like harvest all of like and like all the things that you worked on throughout the year are like starting to come to fruition during this time of year and you get to like harvest all that and then like just prepare to hunger down for the winter and like cuddle it's <laughs> great I love it so much fun yeah and usually whenever there's not covid going on there's like harvest festivals that you can go to and stuff like that yeah there's a lot of cool stuff usually that places will do harvest festivals Oktoberfest. um have you ever done a game called pumpkin chunkin i've heard of it but no I've never it is it. the best game ever so for those of you listening if you've never heard of pumpkin chunking basically what you do so there are different versions of it, but if you're at a harvest festival and you just hang out and you're hanging out with people, you get a pumpkin, you're, you stand in a circle with your group, you get a pumpkin and you toss it to each other. And if you drop it, you're out. And it's usually like a big pumpkin. If you drop it, you're out. And then like you have to take a step back and you like you toss it around and you have to like, the circle gets wider and like people get out. It's so much fun. Huh. I absolutely love it. I love it so much. Probably one of my favorite favorite harvest festival game. Maybe maybe my church just made that up because we had. <laughs> maybe that's not an actual thing because I know a lot of people do pumpkin chunking where they catapult pumpkins. Yeah, that's what I'm more familiar with. Yeah. So, but that's that's what we got. Um, Next episode, I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll we'll be continuing on with our spooky season series for a few weeks. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about witches. witches. And the Salem Witch Trials, specifically. Yeah. So, uh, really looking forward to that. There's that, a, lot of, a lot of really cool stuff with that going on. That one's been fun to research, um, too. This one, this whole stuff, this whole season has been real fun to research. Oh, yeah. This whole series. Um, so, next week, hopefully, we'll, actually, we'll have a new coffee. So, um, get kind of back to our normal format as well. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be talking about some really cool stuff. So tune in next time, especially for our witches episode. Hope you enjoyed our fall kickoff episode. This one was was fun for and me. And you heard it here first. There's a difference between stuffing and dressing. Um, everybody, <laughs> as long as you know what they are, you know there's a difference. I don't think anybody's arguing that there's a difference. Oh, that's funny. So. All right, so until next time, uh, again, we're drinking our Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes today. Oh, we didn't rate it. Should we rate it? Um, n- no, I don't think we should rate it. Just because usually we're rating like the actual coffee. Oh, yeah, this would be rating the flavor, and the flavor is great, and we like the flavor, so that's unfair. Yeah. Got it. There's a lot of, a lot of added stuff, stuff into it. 
Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, we'll, we won't give a rating to the pumpkin spice latte. But it's great. But, yeah, highly recommend if you're into that. Um, other than that, you can email us, you know, anything, topic suggestions, coffees to try, critiques on some of our info, whatever. That Romans and Greeks were the same? Go ahead, fight me. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, you can email us at datenightcoffeeshop at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at date night at the coffee shop. Um, you can also listen to us almost any place you get your podcast, except Spotify. Except Spotify, we're on Apple Play, Apple or uh, Google. Yeah, Google Play, iTunes, Apple. I think Music. we're on Amazon too. Are we on Amazon? And we're on Pandora. Yeah, I knew we were on Pandora. Um, so kind of branching out again. We're not on Spotify yet due to some technical issues. Um, which hopefully will be worked out sometime in the nearish future. Yeah. Um, but rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. And like, tell share, us what subscribe. you want us to call us because I don't know what to call you guys. I'm they don't need keep... names. Well, I mean, you know, what am I supposed to refer to them as? Like our fans? That sounds yeah. real conceited. I'm not <laughs> sure I'm comfortable with that. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, You're Bart. And you're Sam. Until next time, see you guys. Bye.